like I'm pushing one, but <laughs> it's like, uh, did you uh, did you guys watch Fuller House when it was like coming out? We watched out? the first season. Okay, yeah, and it, I liked it. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't like it? I didn't. Uh, no, it, I might have even watched a little bit of the second season. It, I know in the first season. Can you actually turn uh, headphones down a little bit, like one o'clock or so? Right about yeah. Right Why don't I just do it now, Ted? Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait an hour. Oh wait, it's only a minute till one o'clock. Literally, right now. Okay, just hang on, and then I'll adjust your headphones. Bad <laughs> uh, jokes. Oh god. Well, I know in the first season of Fuller House, uh, with Stephanie is a DJ and she's DJ Tanner. Oh, yeah. She's in the background. She's in the backyard DJing, and she's literally just pushing play on fold tracks. She's not missing anything. <laughs> she's pushing play, leaving yeah. the DJ booth, and then going to like dance with everybody. I'm like, that's not. What a DJ well, does. These days, I do wonder how much, you know, electronic artists are DJing, you know? I, I've seen a couple of people, uh, whenever I was at uh, college, at our college radio station, we had uh, an EDM show Friday nights. Yeah. And watching them, like, actually, like, play live on the air was actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Because they had their backing track. They had, uh, like, a soundboard that they would, like, always, like, fire, like, the pew-pew. Yeah, the, little samples. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they're always like mixing something. It was kind of cool. I to just watch. see a pretty cool picture of the pyramid that Daft Punk performs in, and oh, yeah. all of the and, and they like laid out all the equipment that they have in there. And that thing, I mean, that thing looks pretty cool. I mean, I guess they are doing things, but um, you know, <laughs> part of it is just pushing play. I think. I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's <yeah>. not. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I, I mean, they do have to play the backing track yeah. before they play all the effects <laughs> yeah. i guess but i don't like, know what's skrillex doing you know he doesn't have too big he's got like two laptops or something right he doesn't have a giant pyramid full of <laughs> you know samplers and and stuff like that as far as i know i mean i, I guess he still performs right i i think so yeah. I, I know he released uh an awful uh from first oh. to last album right like that was a hardcore group or something yeah right yeah, yeah and, and was everyone, that a new thing or was it those old demos or like an old album i think that it was a new thing and everyone okay. hated it yeah because <laughs> it just wasn't the same yeah uh, from like the early it wasn't early early that's for sure i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i still love that song God. Uh, unabashedly like unironically i love that song uh i can't explain it um okay should we get going yeah as as you hear the mouse clicking yep Hang on one second. I just got 12 more things. Hang on. Ah. I'm also loading a DJ set for later tonight, so hang on. All right. Spotify <laughs> playlist all done. <laughs> get, got all those pop-ups up? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, I got all those pop-ups and uh, my Spotify playlist for tonight. And uh, since I'm a real DJ, hang on. Let me set crossfade at 10 seconds. There we go. There we go. There we go. Professional DJ. <laughs> Professional DJ. <laughs> Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm DJ Tim Murphy. And I'm DJ Ted Hollowell. And today we're going to be talking about The Mango. It's season five. Our major life change hiatus is over. Yes, I'm a married man. Yeah, and I have moved to a brand new city, <laughs> uh, as yet unmentioned. But um, in reality, we haven't done any. Should we just tell people that? Yeah, we're, I, I think I think we're totally okay yeah. to pull the curtain. We're back. banking. We're banking season five <laughs> episodes just so because Ted like sprang October fifth on me, whatever it was last week, and I was like, oh okay, I guess that sounds good. I was expecting like to have a long time to settle down, and Ted's like, we'll be back. Just give us one week. I'm like, oh, whoa, I said one hang month. on a second. One month. Uh, yeah, but so I was like, maybe we should bank some season five since you're making these wild promises without <laughs> consulting anybody. Um, so. So anyway, so that's where we are right now. So I, 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 I did not take it up with No Hugging, No Learning World headquarters. You did not. You didn't ask the board of directors. You didn't ask our stockholders or anything. You didn't ask our Patreon subscribers who are, you know, who have, who have say. Uh, but $1,000 level Patreons, $1,000 a week, that's right. 
they get say on to when we actually release episodes. Exactly. If you're a $1,000 yes. $1, a week Patreon subscriber, <laughs> uh, thank you, for, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, you know, thanks for letting us put the episode out whenever this is. <laughs> um, Again, shooting for sometime early October. Yeah, yeah, we hope. Unless you're listening to this way after the fact, in which case... It doesn't matter. The, episode, the next episode's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just got done listening yeah. to our, our long, rambling season yeah. four finale. You have no idea what's what's been going on for the past month. People have been clamoring for a new episode, and it's finally here. So this is it. Uh, before we get to that, we do have some homework. From last week's what well, last week's episode, the last episode that we did, the pilot, <laughs> the season finale, season four finale, uh, and part of that is okay. So I told the story last week about finding Junior Mints mm-hmm. in the Seinfeld box at the gas station, yeah. and then going to a different register that the display was not near and not buying them. So I'm in a grocery store around here called Giant Eagle, okay, and I'm walking down the aisle, do 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 do, and I see a display of Junior Mints. In the box, special edition, Seinfeld yeah. box, download the Junior Mint for free. And of course I bought one, Ted. Okay. It was only $1, and I put it in my bag, and I brought it home, and I did not bring it to me. And you totally <laughs> forgot, didn't you? I totally forgot it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in my bag still somewhere, because I'm splitting time now between our new house and our old house. So maybe the months-long you know, process <laughs> to get Ted to try a Junior Mint and probably throw up is still underway. So I'll bring that in. Whenever, I, I promise next time, but I promise before. So count this under postum as far as things like will the will the length between the postum episode and trying postum be longer? I think that's our longest. It's pretty I found, long. I found chuckles pretty soon. You, you found did. Drake's pretty quick after they were mentioned. Yeah. So postum was like we, we waited at least a whole season. Maybe. Well, I mean, we had to get it from Amazon. Yeah, didn't we? yeah. Or we did just, you get it from eBay? No, I got it from Amazon, and it yeah. was like fifteen bucks, and I just didn't feel like spending fifteen dollars on something I'm going to have once. Yeah, exactly. I, tr- I did not throw it out. Did, you still. <laughs> Oh, I still have it. Oh, God. I'm I'm, I'm a pack rat like that. I'll never throw anything out, especially when I spend 15 bucks on it. I feel like it wouldn't be bad if you add some, like, add post them to something. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like maybe add it to hot chocolate or a coffee or add some sugar to the postum mix. Maybe. For some reason, I have it in my head like, hmm, this would be good on oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. It already had that kind of oaty taste. It so did. I would recommend adding some Hennigan scotch to your <laughs> to your glass of postum, and that would be fine. So anyway, Junior Mint's on their way. Uh, we wanted to do, do a little dive into Russ Meyer. I know we had a tweeter who was disappointed that we didn't know who Russ Meyer was. Was that Mr. Snowman? I think so. And I was going to mention Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, because I had heard of that movie before. It's obviously a pretty funny title, so you don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. And But I didn't. I was like, well, I don't know if I want to mention that. It was but, Mr. Snowman. Yeah, and he definitely, and Russ Meyer definitely did direct Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. And Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yes, which was written by Roger Ebert. So Really? Yeah, Holy crap. I know. It kind of like <laughs> Roger Ebert for some reason loved Russ Meyer and his like sexploitation movies. Um, and so he wrote so Valley of the Dolls came out in like the 60s or something. And then Beyond the Valley of the Dolls came out much later. And it was written by the screenplay was by Roger Ebert. So anytime Roger Ebert like badmouthed a movie, I would go, I would think to myself, well, you know what, man? You wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So <laughs> Maybe you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, certainly not. You know, it's sort of like people used to make fun of Simon Cowell because, like, well, why don't you sing? You can't sing or play instruments. Like, yeah, but I have ears. So you don't need to be able to be a musician to know whether music's good or bad. Just like you don't know, you don't have to be able to write or direct a film to say whether movies are good or bad. And certainly Roger Ebert demonstrated that. (laughs) There's actually uh, an argument in like pro wrestling where like. 
uh, people will critique a wrestling match, yeah. and then wrestlers will get defensive. It's like, oh, well, why don't you go take a bump? Or, well, oh, I'd like to see you work this match. I'm like, yeah. no, but like, I know I can't wrestle, but I also have eyes. It's such a thin argument anytime anyone works like that. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, that argument is such a thin argument. It's like, well, you can't play guitar. It's like, yeah, but I know horrible guitar I, I, playing I, when I, I hear know, it. I know what a, a playing guitar right yeah. sounds like, and that was not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, I've been listening to Western music, you know, the, the bulk of Western music. From its beginning of being recording to now, mm-hmm. and I can tell, you know, that's not good. <laughs> so, so I think I, I think I'm qualified. But here, here's some more info about Russ Meyer. He died in '04. Actually, uh, he was an American film director, producer, screenwriter, cinematographer, film editor, actor, and photographer. He's known primarily for writing and directing a series of successful sexploitation films that featured campy humor, sly satire, and large-breasted women. Such as Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, Russ Meyer's lifelong unabashed fixation on large breasts Hell featured yeah. prominently in all his films <laughs> and is his best known character trait both as an artist and as a person. Hell it yeah. Says. Yeah, yeah. But you know what it says? <laughs> it had an interesting, like, Me Too article about, uh, you know, a little blurb that, like, he said, and our, and actresses backed it up that he never slept with the actresses. You know, wow. he never, okay. he didn't work that way. So it's kind of funny, like, the guys who are the horniest. On they in res- public, they respect women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like behind the scenes, you never would have guessed. Like, oh, Harvey Weinstein's just uh, an exec or whatever, and, <laughs> and Woody Allen's just this interesting director. And it's like they don't put their horniness up on the screen, so like they don't have that outlet. May- Russ Meyer had that outlet, yeah. So he didn't so, need. So he's a totally well-adjusted guy. Well, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. And his horniness is on his sleeve. <laughs> and guys who did, you know. <laughs> His horniness is on his sleeve. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Insert no. probably Monica Lewinsky joke here uh, oh, for, no. for your dated humor. But this is '93. You know, don't forget we're talking about Seinfeld in '93. So Bill Clinton yeah, humor yeah. still. I mean, Jay Leno is killing with it every night uh, in '93. And we wanted to know when Brand Flakes came up in the Seinfeld universe before, and it was the parking spot, season three, episode twenty-two. Okay, Mike. Uh, the so, and we we I was I I was right about remembering it. It was the. The guy who called Jerry a phony. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. I, I think I was incorrect about remembering it because we were trying to remember the who wouldn't like you, and I didn't look that up. But Mike, who we think that was about, said to Jerry, oh, "You're looking tremendous. What do you want? Some kind of regimen?" And Jerry says, "Yeah, 25 percent brand flakes. The 40 percent was too much, so I found a store to mix it up special for me. They take it down another 15 percent." And Mike laughs way too loud and long and hard, <laughs> saying, "Ha ha, that's killer. I love that. You got to use that. That's a definite ha ha ha." Um, but is you know playing up the fact that. Jerry knows he's a phony. You know, mm-hmm. Jerry kind of looks at him and knows that he's playing it up and thinks he's a phony or whatever. So uh, that's all I got from the end of season four from the pilot episode. All right. Um, was there any other news or anything? There's nothing really going on. Not unless anything's happened between September and October. So if and, and if a gonna... cast member has passed, you know, we'll have an in memoriam segment. Exactly. And we're going to leave space for that right now. All right. Back all to right. the episode. We'll miss you, Wayne Knight. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine if that actually happens in the next month? That would be weird. That would be weird. Oh, no. <laughs> I well, don't know why I picked well, him. Well, you've cursed him. Way to go, Tim. Well, gone too soon. Way nice. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Anything else before we no, get into it? No, I think it? that's it. That All right. It. Uh, if you've never listened to us before, uh, you, uh, well, I... <laughs> 
I, I don't know what you, I don't know what you're waiting for. <laughs> but we are not a research heavy show. We uh, like to watch the episodes as though we're watching for the first time ever. We'll do homework the week after. If we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email, send us a tweet, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com or at no hugging. Both of those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. We're a five star rated Woo! podcast. Still waiting on that twentieth review. Dude, come on, it might happen in the next month. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, but if you uh, if you give us one of those and you reach out to us, we will send you a no hugging, no learning sticker eventually. Hmm. With that being said, season five, episode one, Woo! the Mango, original air date September sixteenth, nineteen ninety three. Uh, I was eight months and twenty seven days old. Hmm. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry learns Elaine pretended to enjoy their intimacy. Kramer is banned from a fruit store. Mm, a lot of information in there. We'll see how we feel about it at the end of the episode. And we start with a stand-up bit as usual. And Jerry is talking about uh, seedless melons, seedless watermelons, and how amazing that is. But it's, that the, some, it's the pinnacle of innovation. Yeah, yeah, that some scientist was working on that over cancer, which is such well-worn territory. I wonder if Jerry was the first one to maybe do that. You know, know, it's like anytime there's a weird, oh, scientists are working on. You know, um, um, something inconsequential. It's like, hey, you know, cancer still exists, guys. Uh, it's like, it's going to be great when cancer is cured for a couple of reasons. One, no more cancer. <laughs> well, what, Two. Th- th- that's definitely reason number one. That's a, I'm going to put that at number one with a bullet. <laughs> like, that's probably not going to shift. But number two is that <laughs> hack comics. <laughs> hack comics are not going to have that line anymore. Anytime there's a inconsequential innovation in, in science and like seedless watermelon. That they're not going to go, hey, you guys, you know, cancer is still over the, there. The, that makes me think of, uh, and I don't know if this is an argument that, like, uh, people in other cities have, but anything in the city that we are in, yeah. uh, oh. a- anytime there is, like, a new hotel opening or, uh, l- like, something with, like, private industry, yeah. uh, and they're opening a new business or there's, like, uh, repaving a road or something, literally anytime money is brought up, by the newspaper or like the newspaper's Facebook page. Oh, that money could have gone to the schools. Yeah. Like, it, two completely different funds, sir. The, the money <laughs> it couldn't be like any more separate. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Especially, yeah, if it comes from the state down to the uh-huh. city, they're like, you have to use it for this. Uh-huh. And certainly they can then do a little shell game with the budget and go, well, we can take this money out of our road budget and put it here. But like, yeah, it, it's meant for that, for it's, that reason. It's, it, yeah. it has a purpose and yeah. it was approved. For that purpose, yeah. and if it is used for anything other than that purpose, it's illegal. Yeah, and plus, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like tampering with like federal money or something. Or any time they're like, charges. or anytime they even announce a road project or something, it's like, oh great, this, like this is our number one thing to worry about. You know, there's crime. It's like, hey, guess what? We can think about two things at the same time. Yeah, like there is a crime thing working. We're not I'm sure. goldfish. Yeah. We can think about multiple <laughs> yeah. things at yeah. one time. Or that's my favorite argument. Whenever like a celebrity makes news, like just say for instance, uh, like in, in September. Uh, of this year, 2019, John Travolta almost gave his, uh, Taylor Swift's VMA award to a drag yeah. queen who looked like her. And so that's like the kind of like inconsequential celebrity story. And people are like, oh, you know, there's real news going on. It's like, yeah, I know about that, too. We can I, I have a brain that can think about a couple things at the same time. Maybe you're not that way, but like 
we can have you know we can think about the fun news and worry about the serious news too. Like we don't have to be in whatever hole you're you've dug yourself into where only negative stuff makes it through and you can't be interested yeah, yeah. in pop culture. You know, it's like stop negating, <laughs> let people enjoy things. You know, um, and so it, uh, he also says it's um, you know what's the next thing? Like why don't we get over the rind? Which is a good point. He's like that's got to be the next thing to go. That no one eats that either. People hate that too. We're, we're not going to be happy. And I love the way he takes this to the so. You know, hey, cancer's over here. A hack comic would have stopped there. But Jerry goes, all right, let's think of the next thing. I'll get rid of the rind. And then what's next? Well, I guess we're not going to be happy until literal fruit cups are grow- growing yeah. out of the ground. I thought that was hilarious. It, it was and pretty a great, funny. Yeah, a great funny. way to end the bit. Yeah. Um, uh, before we get to Monks, yeah. did you catch the new logo? No. How did I miss the new I, season five logo? Uh, second season in what a row. Like? You did this. Yeah. Oh, it's a boring-ass corporate-looking logo. Really? Yes. So it's, no more checkerboard? No checkerboard. Uh. No static. It sucks. Uh. It's a gray background. Oh, man. White text and a blue triangle over the eye. So the gray oval? Yeah. Oh, wow. It sucks. Wow, boring. Maybe they'll switch it up. I hope so. Yeah. But it's so boring to look at. Yeah. Oh, drag. Uh, so we do open in Monks, and George is telling Jerry about his new girl, Karen, who took the kids. <laughs> Internet humor uh, from 2019, if you're catching up later. Uh, you're, you're down with Karen jokes, right? <laughs> the Karen haircut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, all the Karen. Um, so forget about all of the subtlety that came along with uh, an episode like The Contest that we loved. Let's just start the first minute of primetime mm-hmm. TV just, in our new right Thursday it. nine o'clock time slot. Oh my Talking god, going yeah, th- down on is, a woman. Is this the first time that yeah, they, they were taking Thursday over Cheers. nine o'clock? Yeah. So wow. Cheers ended, and then they took over that Thursday nine o'clock segment. And let's just talk about going down on women, like Hell immediately, yeah. just immediately. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, and and so well, first he wants to know. We don't get right into it because he, he first wants to know how serious it is. And so mm-hmm. I liked the previous. This this is sort of a revisit of a previous conversation that we had in a, a couple seasons ago, where Jerry asked, like, let me ask you this. Is there Tampax at your house? And he's like, oh, you got a girlfriend. I think that might have been about Susan. You know, he's like, let me ask you, uh, Saturday night, date guaranteed or you have to set something up? And he's oh, like, guaranteed right. date. Uh, and so this is kind of the same thing. He's like, let me mm-hmm. ask him, are you cleaning when she comes over? Are you just tidying up or are you are cleaning? You actually cleaning? Are you yeah. getting the tub? Like yeah, Ajax yeah. and everything? Yeah, yeah. That, that was really good. I was like, all right, well, if you're cleaning the tub, tub is love. Tub is love. And George goes, tub is love. He doesn't know how he feels. And so J- Jerry's trying to like kind of suss out how into the – he's like, well, if you're cleaning the tub, mm-hmm. I got to agree. Like, we only clean our tub. I'm married now. But we uh, – and so is Ted. Uh, but we only clean the tub when, like, company is coming. Like, oh, my yeah. parents or somebody mm-hmm. who's going to be using our bathroom. Otherwise, it doesn't get touched. Yeah. Certainly but, not with Ajax. Yeah, we, we've definitely got different levels of how much we clean the apartment. For, yeah. Depending on who is coming over. Grace seems to think we, we need to clean up, like, no matter who is coming over. Yeah. But, like, if it's just our friends, tidy up the living room, shove everything into the bedroom, close the door. Yeah. Uh, if there's dishes in the sink, doesn't matter. Right. But if it's, like, uh, someone we don't see... I don't know, like more than like twice a year. Do the dishes, vacuum, pick up everything. Bedroom's got to be spotless. Dining room's got to be spotless. Bosco has to have a bath. <laughs> I can, so do you agree with that? I uh, Maybe. I, I mean, our, our place is pre- pretty much always a pigsty anyway. So I will welcome it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're cleaning up, I'll welcome it. I, I, I agree. I, I will. I'll clean a little bit. Mostly because like I'm in charge of the cleaning because I have a lot. I have a bulk of the day. I mean, it would mm-hmm. be great. You know, I, I think I do the bulk of the cleaning, but I do have a little bit. I, I do have kind of the time, but um, I will. I say, like, why put on airs? You know, yeah. why pretend like you're this clean person that you're not? You know, I, I guess. I yeah. mean, uh, taking the taking like uh, I agree that when you're in a relationship, yes, lie. Like pretend you're a different person. <laughs> pretend you're a clean person. Uh, but even when Sarah and I were dating, she would come over in the, the house of dudes that I've spoken very highly of for eight guys, and like, 
well, he's not going to clean. I'm not going to clean. And then it becomes oh, a battle yeah. of wills. So, like, oh. our, our our shower was absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that any of us ever had any women over was was a shock. And so, but I remember Sarah being, like, really disgusted over that. And I'm like, whatever. I'm not putting, you know, this is, what you see is what you get, baby. Yeah. And guess what? Ten years later, here we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. I, I think I've told you whenever I lived with, uh, like, all my friends junior year of college, one of my friends, we had separate bathrooms. Yeah. Four, four guys, four bedrooms, two bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, me and one of my friends shared our bathroom, and then uh, the other guys had their own bathroom. Our bathroom was the clean one, uh-huh. and the other guy's girlfriend would use our bathroom because he would take the toilet paper out of the bathroom and take it back into his room so people weren't using oh his gosh, toilet paper. because he had to buy it. Exactly. Oh, my So gosh. if you were a guest and you used that bathroom, you weren't wiping your ass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that is petty. That's petty roommate stuff, but oh, I've yeah. had roommates like that, too. Uh, so, anyway, George says, uh, you know, he's um, hoping everything is okay in the bedroom because he's not confident uh, as he tr- and he tries to find the right words, and Jerry says, below the equator. <laughs> uh, and at first, I'm kind of like, well, what are, what are they talking about? You know, I mean, is he worried about his size or something like that? But they do get into it. Uh, Jerry says... Um, you know, nobody's happy with their performance down there. Mm-hmm. He's, and I love this dude. He's like, you know, they're just kind of happy if you make an effort. <laughs> it's Jesus. Like showing up is like 90% <laughs> of it, you know. And so, but George says, well, I don't know, because uh, I got the tap the mm-hmm. other day, uh, you know, when you're down there. I don't even know the terminology I, I he uses. See, I don't think, I didn't pick this up as uh, them talking about going down on a woman. I just thought, like, okay, he's just not good at sex. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took it as going down. Really? Because of the way, you know, he's like, have you ever gotten the tap? Like, because he's like, well, maybe mm. she wanted to move on to other things. Maybe. Um, that's okay. the way I took it. That's the way I took it. Um, huh. okay. because because of the, because of the way Jerry specifically said, like, oh, nobody's comfortable with what you know, like they're just happy if you make the effort. You know, I don't think he'd say that if it was if it was PIV that we were talking about. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, can, can can you put that in a in a a, a weirder term? <laughs> uh, I might be able to. Let's let's okay. see because this comes up. Uh, I mean, that's this is what this episode is about. You know, oh, okay. for, for the most part. Right. Um, well, not not entirely, but I mean, this this episode is just all about orgasms, right? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah. I, I never picked up on like, okay, yeah, it's talking about oral sex, right? I think. Well, I think we eventually morph into. Just sex in general? In general. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But, but you think it starts off as... George as not George being going with that. Yeah, getting the tap. Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like if it was any other... In any other situation, she could just talk to him right there. True. That's why that's yeah. why he needed a nonverbal communique. Okay. Um, so, but I like, I like the way he... he, he it puts it in sports terms, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like the manager asking the pitcher for a ball, for the ball. You know, like when they go mm-hmm. to the mound and like, all right, you know, and the, he's got to <laughs> give them the ball. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, disheartening. Um, and so I like the way he put this, too. Like, uh, every, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to figure that place out. Like, it's a whole <laughs> different room or like an area, you know. Like, wait, nobody can figure that place out. So uh, Elaine comes into the coffee shop and she enters the conversation. And, um, you know, she asks if, you know, Karen may be faking an orgasm. And George is like, well, no, I, that for a fact, I know we're okay there. I can tell. Um, and eventually asks if Elaine has ever faked before. And she says, yeah, of course. And, mm-hmm. and 
I think uh, is it Jerry or George says, "How could the guy not know?" Uh, and J- Jerry's saying, and he's like, uh, uh, and then Elena double backs and says, "Like, oh, I- I'm just that good or yeah, something." Oh, I was and, good. And, and Jerry even says, "Like, oh, he must have been like really drunk or something." I thought that was a hilarious line where she was like, "I'm, I was good." You know, how could the guy not know? Because I'm good. And he's like, "Well, I guess after that many beers, the guy's probably groggy anyway." That's what it is. Just a yeah. hilarious line that she's hooking up with you know drunk guys, mm-hmm. and, and that's the only people that she can get to take home. But Elaine claps back immediately. Uh, and says, you didn't know, which is, I mean, so his, like, drunk guy insult, which was funny. I mean, George got a chuckle. She was made the butt of a joke. But that was, like, a five, and the you didn't know took it up to about an 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Jerry, yeah, Jerry's going to need some aloe. Yeah, yeah, and he's about to take a sip of his coffee, uh, and his lips are like, uh, and he, like, freezes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, George is like, can I get some cake over here? Just, he knows. Just trying to break any tension he can. I think also he knew he was in for a show. So he, they were going to be there for <laughs> enough time for him to eat dessert and see them fight, which is going to be great for George. I think that's what he was excited about. Um, but and Jerry's incredulous. He's like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, Elaine says she faked everything. Every yeah. time her and Jerry were together. All it, the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we get uh, uh, what I just wrote in my notes as winking George.gif. <laughs> he, he just like points, like does like the finger guns. He's like. I did not notice that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. <laughs> um, and so then Jerry now is doubting his entire sexual history. Maybe they've all been faking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then George, and then that gets George, too, because if, if Mr. Confident Jerry, who is mm-hmm. like really George's rock. Oh, yeah. If he loses confidence, well, maybe Karen is faking. So now he <laughs> loses it all. Um, so cut to the uh, Jerry's apartment. And he's still talking about this with Kramer. Who's um, trying to light a cigar off the stove yeah, again. Yeah. I did like the way he put that, that, uh, you know, the woman committed sexual perjury by faking an orgasm. <laughs> uh, he was like, he says that um, Elaine's like Meryl Streep uh, with her, because her acting was so good. Oh, yeah. And, and he says, and I'm not unskilled. I'm in the union. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the union. Uh, and I like, I mean, isn't it crazy that Meryl Streep has been so good for so long? Like, Meryl Streep This means, is in 93. Yeah. And they're talking like, yeah, Meryl Streep is like the, the best actress in the entire world. Yeah. And she still is to this day. Like, that's the joke. That just she's, she's so good. You know, Meryl Streep memes every award season just keep popping up because mm-hmm. she's at every single one and she wins every single one. Um, and Kramer, I love that he's too like, you know, I... Um, I could have given you some pointers. He's like, I wish you would have told. I wish we would have known at the time. I could have given you some pointers, um, and which is kind of funny because we learned last week that Kramer likes being on the bottom because mm-hmm. let them do all the work. <laughs> is, that, is that the pointer you would have let her? She's got to get there herself. You know, <laughs> what a pointer. Um, <laughs> a, a little bit of uh, update on season four. Did you see like anything in the background of, mm. this, of the of the kitchen? No, I here? didn't notice. Uh, Superman's still on the fridge. Okay. Uh, the. Med- and Yankees hat over by his computer gone. Wow! Totally replaced by a King Kong poster. Huh. It looks like okay, um, but it's just like real tiny. It looks like a framed poster, but like the basketball hoop and like wow. the hat sitting on top of yeah. it, gone. Totally and gone. So are the like newspaper clippings on the other side of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. We, we we never really made out like what they said, but it was just like a weird thing to have. Yeah, it was up like think. Again, think the first time, then do it. It was like some weird... Something yeah. weird. Probably but, something you weren't supposed to notice, but now that they've been remastered, you oh can yeah. see it but, crystal clear. Oh, yeah, but it's totally gone now. Hmm. 
so Jerry has plans with Elaine, but now he wants to flake. But she calls, and they agree to go to dinner at that place at 7.30. Um, and meanwhile, Elaine was calling from her job at Pendant Publishing, and a coworker, Renee, comes in, and um, she asks Renee if she ever faked it. Mm-hmm. And Renee says, yeah, she fakes it sometimes. Uh, you know, like if we went to a Broadway show and had really good seats. Or, or if it's enough already and I just want to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then back at the apartment, Kramer says, you know, I faked it once too. Uh, and Jerry's like, you faked it? Why? He's like, well, sometimes it's enough already and I just want to get some sleep, which is yeah. a hilarious echo. Uh, meanwhile, he takes a bite into a peach and it's awful. I mean, he, it just must taste so horrible. Mm-hmm. And he got it from Joe's, a bad peach, and then he has a plan to go and return it. Just like any other piece of bad merchandise that you yeah. would buy, he wants to return the bad peach. Which, hasn't this happened already? Hasn't, like, Kramer, like, bitten into a bad piece of fruit and said that he was going to return it? Hmm. We've definitely had this bit, but it never followed up on Kramer going to the store. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I think he did mention that Joe's has been falling off recently. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember. If anyone can find that reference, let us know. We definitely covered it. It was in an episode that we had. I just can't remember when it was. Mr. Snowman, I'm calling on your help here. Please. Uh, But, uh, yeah, he definitely, like, went to return Hmm. a peach or something, Hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, he does go to Joe's produce store uh, to return the peach, and they get into an argument. I like Joe's reasoning. He's like, you got a problem with the peach? Take it up with God. God makes the peaches. I just sell the peaches. <laughs> and Kramer's like, well, you still got to stand behind your produce. And Joe does stand behind mm-hmm. his produce. But they get into such a big argument that Kramer gets banned uh-huh. from Joe's. Yeah, Joe doesn't even want his business. Yeah. He doesn't want to see him at all. Yeah, which make me, makes me think that Joe has he's a pretty, pretty serious yeah, about it. pretty good business, and yeah. he must have pretty good produce. And Kramer knows it, because he's upset right away mm-hmm. that he's which, been banned. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if he didn't have good business, someone who's buying as much fruit as Kramer is, yeah. as we learn oh in like, a gosh. scene or something, it, Kramer would be my number one customer yeah. if I was Joe. Yeah, totally. And not only that, like, we'll learn that Jerry also buys a ton of fresh produce. And, gosh, if there's one thing that I didn't buy when I was a single guy, it's it was produce. produce. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anything fresh. Oh and I've seen, I've seen tweet after tweet after tweet who's, that say the same thing. Like, you know, I buy a bag of salad at the store, and then I go to my fridge and see there's nothing to eat, and then the salad goes bad because I just go out and get fast food anyway or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, millennials yeah. and, and, and anyone who's on... I guess young enough to be on Twitter or whatever, like they they all say the same thing that like I always buy produce with the best intentions and then I never eat That's it. That's me. That's yeah, me. yeah, I'll, totally. I'll buy, a, I'll buy a bag of apples and a thing of baby carrots and some grapes. Yeah, and one of them will always go bad. It always goes bad. Yeah, but most likely the carrots because there's just so many of them. Yeah, and then they get kind of soggy and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the place that Jerry and Elaine are going to is La Boite en Bois, a oh, restaurant okay. that we've seen before. Oh, Wait, I'm sorry. This is George, George and Karen. Karen. George yep. and Karen go to La Boite en Bois, uh, and Kramer finishes uh, what, what what turned out to be an orgasmic risotto, uh, <laughs> and because she she finishes, she like even lights up a cigarette, which yeah. I thought was interesting in a restaurant, a classy restaurant yeah. in New York I'm, City in '93. I mean, yeah, it's uh, still it's had still, a smoking section. Exactly, it's still yeah. 1993. Yeah. So I, I don't think no 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 smoking ban took place until like '05. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Smoking wasn't as yeah until uh, well yeah. into the oh the yeah. aughts I, or I whatever. I should say smoking ban, not no smoking. Yeah, ban. Yeah, yeah. A ban on not. Sir, smoking. you're not smoking. You must be smoking <laughs> to be in this restaurant. But yeah, I mean, when I was in college in uh, and I graduated in '03, mm-hmm. um, the IHOP near us had a smoking section and a non-smoking section amazingly enough still yeah yeah so um it was still going on at that point but um so yeah she lights up and leans back and george you know he's like uh, yeah he's remarking on the performance <laughs> of he must have uh, are you satisfied you know 
Um, and George inquires about their love life, and she says it's generally okay. Yeah. He says, like, if you weren't satisfied, you'd probably say something, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I liked her line. She's like, probably. But then again, I am an enigma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought Karen was, like, pretty freaking hot. She's, like, the hottest of George's girlfriends so far. Yeah. She just had I... something about her, like, something very... Um, well, why can't I acerbic think of... or acidic? I don't know the way to put acidic? it. Like, like yeah. orange juice? Right, yeah, yeah, like orange juice. She was orange. No, but I mean, like, she had her look and her personality were just kind of biting in mm-hmm. a way that wasn't a turnoff, but kind of charming. You know what I mean? Like that no, line right you. there, like, but then you. again, I am an enigma. You know, kind of just mm. like, almost Daria-like, you okay, know, very, yeah. very deadpan. But like, I wonder if that but was biting. the intention to kind of make her like Daria. Yeah, maybe. May was, was Daria on at this point? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the 90s are a blur, man. <laughs> I was I was 12 in 93. <laughs> I just turned 12 at this point. So, uh, yeah, for sure I was a big Beavis and Butthead fan, but I don't remember if Daria was a thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's she's very New York, but all, but not in a way that's like Janice from Friends, you know? I mean, she's, she had a charm about her, but also... I don't know. I can't. I can't describe it. She's my favorite of George's girlfriends so far. I gotta say. Uh, so at the restaurant, well, at the unnamed restaurant where Elaine and Jerry are, Elaine is also finishing up her ice cream in the same way that Karen just was. Very, you know, she's playing up how delicious it was. Mm, mm, all that stuff. Uh, and I think Elaine was doing this on purpose. Like Karen might not have been doing it on purpose, but I think Elaine, as upset as we'll find out in this scene, as upset as she is about Jerry still thinking about this. I think she knows it's still stuck in his craw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, th- this was one thing that was happening with George and Karen that I wanted to point out. But George said he wanted to skip the movie, go home. Yeah, and yeah. And he, he was implying, uh, he was yeah, implying, like, yeah. go home and have sex. But he was just, like, huh? and, like, headbutting. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it, uh, like, rubbing like a cat. It was like, huh? Yeah. Like, like huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I think it's like a cat or a dog when they want to. Eh, eh. It was just so weird. <laughs> um, so uh, Elaine asks if uh, Jerry wants to go see the new Meryl Street movie, um, and he's like, "Yeah, she's okay." Um, and Jerry then snaps, "Give me another <laughs> shot," you know. Uh, and Elaine says, "You know, having sex again will ruin our friendship." Mm-hmm. And I mean, they did it before. Yeah, and that, with the rules. Yeah, yeah. with that, that episode about the rules, like this and that, and mm-hmm. that did almost ruin the friendship. It did because you know the the, the someone caught feels, it and did. so Elaine's worried about that happening again. So there's precedent for this. But Jerry starts bargaining. He's like, 30, you know, give me thirty minutes, uh, <laughs> fifteen minutes." You know, he starts, to, you know, and and then the, she starts treating him like a petulant child, like, "No." And he, then he like slinks back in the booth oh, yeah. and crosses his arms. Mm. He just told, he just pouts like a little <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so at Karen's place, George had a performance issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from from what we can tell, he, <laughs> he was unable to perform in bed. And, I, and he's sort of like, you know, motioning to his groin area. Yeah, like, he's like oh. it's Jerry's fault. Yeah, and uh, Karen doesn't care. Did she say this? It's not like after the risotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, but the. It was after when did she say after the risotto I felt full or something like oh, that? Yeah. I don't remember when that was. Uh, it it, it might have been during dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like after the risotto? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, well, it wasn't after the risotto. And Jerry's car, they have walked out on the Meryl Streep movie they went to see because, as Jerry says, oh, that Meryl Streep is such a phony baloney. I loved, <laughs> I loved that. Um, and so he's really upset. Uh, uh, no, no. Um, Elaine is really upset that he's still upset. Uh-huh. And he's like, are you really upset? Maybe you're faking it, which I thought was a great line to give to her. But they both call each other big babies, and you know they, they end in an argument. They both go to bed angry, it seems like. Uh, in, the, in Jerry's apartment, 
George is blaming Jerry for him losing his erection, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. He says, it's all that orgasm talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got in his head about it, and he couldn't perform. Kramer, meanwhile, comes in, and now this is he's getting applause. Now Kramer's got applause, because this is the first time he's entered. He was already in the apartment in the previous scene. Oh, my scene. God, so, yeah. he's still, so the Kramer applauses are still going on, and as you might <laughs> imagine, the producers, Larry David, probably leading the charge, is getting very upset about this. I, I wonder if uh, they started him in Jerry's apartment... Like in an order to, uh, pardon the word, in order to curb yeah. the the Kramer reactions. Yeah, maybe they had to, maybe he did enter and they cut it and maybe. and they and they entered like, well, Jerry doesn't have to say, oh, Jer- Elaine just told me this because he just did in the scene, and yeah. then they just started with him already trying to light the cigar on the on the hmm. stove. Yeah, there might have been a whole thing in there where like we don't need this exposition, we just saw it. Um, so he wants Jerry to now go and be his proxy to buy fruit at Joe's produce stand. And Jerry's like, well, you just have to go to the supermarket. And the supermarket fruit is disgusting to Kramer. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, it says apples are mealy, the oranges are dry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the papayas. The papayas, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the phone rings and it's Patty. Uh, and uh, so nonchalant, you, you couldn't be more <laughs> casual about this. Like, oh, hey, uh, when we were going out, did you have orgasms? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. Okay, thanks. No, that's it. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls Elaine back. Immediately. 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 And then uh, she's like, hey, what was her, what was her last name? It was like Patty something. Oh, I don't remember. Like, yeah, yeah. Patty Wilson had orgasms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've got calls to six other women. I've got calls out to six other women. Like, um, uh, hello? Yeah, yeah. And she <laughs> just hangs up orgasms. Him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what do you think about that, Elaine? Hello? <laughs> so she's hung up. Uh, at Joe's, Kramer is prepping Jerry to buy the fruit, telling him what to look oh, yeah. for. Kramer gives him a Full list. Oh my gosh! It, it, Everything. It, it's an entire. It's a whole shopping list yeah, of yeah. just fruit. He must eat only fruit. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You you have know. to. Otherwise, like within two or three days, most of those fruits are going to go bad. Mm-hmm. If you go by, you know, when you if you go to the grocery store, they have like the little paragraph like, "Here's what you're looking for when you buy cherries. Here's what you're looking for when you buy. <laughs> Look for this color, and they should be like this, not too like, and then throw them out after three days." Yeah. I don't think Joe has that. No, no, Joe doesn't have that. But I mean, if those are the rules, mm-hmm. then I mean, then. All that fruit, he's got to finish it within three days or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, maybe he does. believe me, we keep our fruit for a lot longer than oh, like we keep our blueberries for longer than the recommended three days because they're still you keep good until they're furry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, until they got they're they're growing stuff. Jerry's trying to play it cool inside, and I, I like this scene too. About you know, he's like oh, just uh, buying normal fruit. <laughs> uh, I need some. Uh, plantains uh and joe is suspicious immediately mm-hmm. and then ends up calling him out that's not yeah fruit that's kramer's fruit list because he knows he's been coming for so long that's kramer's fruit and then joe bans jerry from the store oh man uh in jerry's apartment george is carrying in several bags of fruit so now george is the proxy because george not from the neighborhood so joe doesn't know him exactly. from anybody else just a guy coming in to buy a lot of two fruit. people's worth of two single men worth of fruit uh and george is still impotent still can't get it up i guess yeah. and he even says he's got a date with karen but he says uh I don't know what I'm going to do. No, nothing's happening down yeah, there. Nothing's happening down there. And then he tries some of the mango that Kramer has cut up. Yeah. Well, w- before that, we get a, a great, like, George's cheap bit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you owe me 2860 <laughs> Jerry doesn't have any cash. Kramer only has hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Where his money comes from, we still have no idea. I, I don't know. Maybe he might just still have just, like, residual checks from Calvin Klein. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that had to pay pretty well. You'd think so, Yeah, anyway. yeah. National ad campaign, or yeah. at least one in New York City. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, George, yeah, George is also like, I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten the money up yeah. front. I can't believe he didn't ask for it. He 
probably did. He might have, yeah. But uh, in trying to like calm George down, Kramer's giving him some mango, yeah. and George is like, hmm, pretty good. He eats more yeah, mango, yeah. and he's like, it's like I think it's a burst I just got, of flavor. Yeah, I think I just got a B12 shot. Yeah, yeah. Wait, this is great. I, I want to make George eating mango and like flipping out over how good it is. The yeah. cover art. George doesn't eat like. One, like he goes in, but with both hands eventually. Oh like, yeah, George doesn't. He's eat, double fisting mango. We've never seen him eat anything casually. Like, nah. like whenever it's been like the sandwiches at the funeral, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's a two-handed or eater. or spaghetti or spaghetti. <laughs> he's a two-handed eater with everything. Uh, this included, and then I think it moved. I think it moved. Um, <laughs> and then Elaine comes in, and there is yeah. that where he yells, I'm back, baby! Oh, yeah, George runs out yeah. as Elaine is coming in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Elaine is dropping off stuff from Jerry, or some of Jerry's stuff from her apartment. <laughs> yeah. A huge rift in the friendship. Yeah. Uh, Elaine has Jerry's fins and his goggles. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, I love that. Jerry has Elaine's cards and her poker chips. <laughs> poker chips, yeah. The hilarious stuff that they left at each other's house. And then it's like... Well, see you around. All right. I guess yeah. this is it. The end yeah, of the friendship. And then it. Elaine is out the door yeah. except her arm. And then she comes right back in mm-hmm. and she's like, all right, let's go. I'll give you half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "What? what's going on? And he's like, well, we have to have sex to save the friendship. And he's like, we have to have sex to save the friendship. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I really like this. He's untucking his shirt. He's like ripping it yeah. like up. And he's like, well, if we have well, to, we, we have to. to. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then so at Karen's place. George has apparently rocked Karen's world. Uh, and she's like, wow. You know, she's like uh, exhausted. Oh, yeah. she, she's and feeling like, like she just ate some risotto. Yeah, yeah. That was like the risotto. Um, and he's like, all right, you know, thank you very much. You don't, you didn't have to play it up that <laughs> he much. He still doesn't yeah. believe her. He's, he's now accusing her, even though, like, he was sure that she was having orgasms before. Mm-hmm. Like, now that Jerry's put it in his head that... Now he's 100% yeah. positive that she's faking yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, all right, thank you, know, thank you, but yeah, he accuses her of faking it, and she kicks him out, mm-hmm. so that ruins it with Karen, pretty much. At, Jer- at Jerry's apartment, Jerry is making the same motions as when George couldn't get it up, and I thought it was... My favorite motion that they both make is, George kind of does a karate chop, but Jerry does like a backhanded... Um, almost like more of a backhanded slap. A backhanded, yeah, uh, three stooges, like, why I oughta... Like, you can almost... <laughs> I think he does say, why I <laughs> and they both like motion to the their maid in bed like mm-hmm. yeah like and, not really yeah. words and yeah. El- elaine is like uh like hunched up like not reading facing jerry reading a magazine he accuses george. it's all george's fault mm-hmm. um and uh then elaine says hey uh you know I'm, i am kind of hungry is there any of that mango left and then they both look and jerry's like oh which i had to go back and watch this again i thought jerry had some of the mango you thought he ate some of the mango? He yeah, might have. He, but did, he, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Wow. He didn't. I was and, I, say. and I think that's why Jerry had the performance issue. Yeah. Well, it, it also was a lot of pressure. It, I mean, it, it, like he was it like, he blames was, it on George. It but, was, yeah. but George was also under a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 So, and George had a lot of mango. But, but I the wonder, only people that had mango in that scene were Kramer and George. And Jerry didn't touch yeah. it. Yeah. But if he, but he didn't have the pressure on at that point. He was expected to perform like immediately in this situation. Maybe like there was no foreplay. It didn't seem like you know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we don't know, but I mean, regardless, he... behind the scenes, we need the we need the behind, we need the, the, scenes behind the scenes. So she said, "I'll give you half an hour." I mean, Jerry <laughs> probably wanted to get right to it in order to make sure that and and so the pressure of making sure that Elaine was going to orgasm this time was too much for him. And he so maybe the mango. If he had had mango, it I might think not it have, have, I think it would have happened. I think it might not have worked because I think I don't know. It needs to go. Pressure, mango. Not mango pressure. I think mango pressure is nothing. 
Mango know. first, pressure. You think it's got to go pressure, mango, yeah. orgasm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think if you had the mango beforehand, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, interesting. Um, okay, but but if you know if it had come after the pressure, then I think he would have. <laughs> the mango would have worked. I think the mango needs a reason to be there. Otherwise, it'll just go through your system. Mm, you know what I mean? Maybe I, that's what I think. Um, but maybe if he would have had some mango, we would have found out. We do get one more stand-up bit. It's about how the female orgasm was like the bat cave. I, I didn't write down any of the jokes. Just like that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, well, he. I, oh, I, if you if you're there, yeah, I, you don't I, know I wrote, how you got there. Yeah, I wrote down a few. You don't he, know how to get back. He almost compares it to like like he says uh, you can't find your way back yeah. out after you leave. Yeah, or yeah. something. Right. Uh, you don't know how you got there. You exactly. Were probably. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then. He says it, it's uh, sex for a man is like a car accident. Yeah. When someone asks, well, what did you see after the car lost control? Yeah. And he's it, like, well, there was lots of screeching. Yeah. Uh, I was facing the wrong way at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the end, my body was thrown clear. <laughs> yeah. It's try- like trying to describe a car accident right after it happened. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know. The adrenaline was pumping. I don't remember what, what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, real versus fake. He's like, man, I have, man, I have no idea. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, uh, I mean, did we uh, did we have any homework we want to touch on? Um, I'll, I'll look up uh, when Daria was on, like exact dates. Because yeah. I, I, I feel like now that you brought it up... She's not as deadpan, though. She's a little more... She's not as flat and deadpan. She's yeah. a, she has a little bit more range than Daria. A little more mm-hmm. dynamic, let's say, than Daria. True. Um, but I, I, obviously they wouldn't try to copy the character exactly. Yeah. But since you pointed it out, I'm like, wow, that's actually a, a very... Uh, good, close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't hit me till just now. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can't. It didn't think, hit me till as I was talking about it, trying yeah. to describe her personality and what you know what it, what it was kind of like. I just uh, yeah, uh, I thought a she she was she's good looking and also I liked her character. So um, I, yeah, I, I thought that was great. So yeah, check out some episodes of Daria. Yeah, have an orgasm or two. Uh, <laughs> Well, I am a married man. <laughs> That's right. So it's legal. Uh, nice and <laughs> <Jesus>. legal. Uh, <laughs> uh, do we want to think of a better description? I think we can. Let's, okay. let's, give it, let's give it a shot. We had Jerry learns Elaine pretended to enjoy their intimacy and Kramer is banned from a fruit store. I, I don't mind. Honestly, that, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I like both. I thought it was going to be too much information, but it's not. The, yeah, both of them happen like very early on, yeah. leaving the events of the episode yeah. to like unfold with, with you. Uh, finding out about them for the first time. Yeah, and it 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 does leave out George's storyline, but it doesn't because all of it comes from George saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, blah blah blah." Have you faked it? And you didn't know, and and so it it spins from that. Even though George's storyline takes a back seat yeah. to to Jerry and Elaine's storyline, yeah, I, I think that's fine. I, think I dig it's totally it. Totally fine. I like it. All right. Well, next episode we got season five, episode two, the puffy shirt. Talk about a famous episode just right off the bat. It's like calling Man. it the Junior Mint. You know, oh. I mean, we know what's you know about the puffy shirt, right? I, what do you know about the puffy? I don't shirt? know anything about the episode i know like what the puffy shirt looks like yeah i know years ago whenever uh they released the complete series dvd collection of seinfeld it was packaged in a puffy shirt case (laughs) and came with a puffy shirt i believe yeah the one that you could display fit for display i bet Mm -hmm. a lot of people listening right now have that puffy shirt oh probably yeah yeah. um but send us a picture of your puffy shirt display yeah that's really all i know about it yeah i i don't know anything about like the episode yeah what is the synopsis uh, well, if you are looking in TV Guide the night of September 23rd, 1993, which is when the puffy shirt aired, uh-huh. you're going to see Jerry appears on Today wearing a silly shirt. Guests, Bryant Gumble and Jerry Stiller. Oh, George's real father appears. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I had no idea we were finally going to meet uh, the real 
Frank Costanza. How fantastic is that? And Brian Gumble, who yeah. at the time was probably still on the Today Show. So oh, very exciting episode on deck whenever it comes out. Or maybe it's already out. <laughs> yeah, Find ho- out. Hopefully next week. Yeah, hopefully next week. Or maybe it's the distant future and you can just listen to it right now. I can't wait to find out. I can't wait for you to find out. I'm so excited. <laughs> so for now, hugging and learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good.